or he. I don't yeah, judge. so, but it's like the, um, did do 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 did da da da. You make me go back to baby primitive speak. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Goo goo goo, I, ga ga ga. You make my brain devolve. Yeah. In the reverse order of which my <laughs> brain developed. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Cheers. Cheers. Happy, um, what day are we doing, recording this? Wednesday. So happy Wednesday, um, everyone, although you probably won't be hearing this on a Wednesday, unless you happen to be playing it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Welcome to episode 30. Is it? I think so. Oh God, I don't even know. I stopped writing them down. Our podcast is Dirty 30, episode-wise, not years. Let me see. Yeah, we're we're looking it up. Sit tight, everyone. Yeah, episode 30. Yeah. Yeah, because episode 29 was 3D scrapbooking. That's right. <laughs> if yeah. you haven't listened to that one. Then... So, yeah, so this is episode 3-0. That's crazy. I, it doesn't feel like that many. Has it been 30 weeks? No. No, because we did multiples a week sometimes. Yeah, well, we got really excited about it. In the at beginning. At the beginning. Yeah. And none of us were doing, I mean, you know, I was working. Yeah. But like, you, you weren't. Um, right, I was home all the time. So, we, were, yeah, we, we did like one every couple of days and then we paused the breaks. Yeah. But then we skipped a, like a week or a few days. So it hasn't been. We apologize for not being consistent, but we never promised consistency. No, <laughs> I like spontaneity. Like the way I say the word consistency. Consistency. <laughs> that's that's weird that it's such a difficult word to say <laughs> to pronounce. It's ironically. ironic, almost. Yeah, yeah, I like that. No, okay, that's like me trying to say Lovecraft Country. Oh, I did it. First try. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Lovecraft ah. Lovecraft Country. Arnold Palmer is another one for me. That's I, I just it's I think it's just the the phonics of Lovecraft Country. Yeah, Uh, that because you want to say I'm going to say something like Fuddruckers, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to like fuck rudders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Unless someone's like really passionate about boats, fuck rudders, man. Um, there was I don't a, even remember what a rudder is. Rudder is the thing that goes. He's in doing the, hand motions. <laughs> the thing, right, you can I got hear you. my hand motion. Yeah, the thing that I got goes you. in the water that directs the direction. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, those are consistent. Yes. Yeah. Consistency. Consistently. <laughs> so how was your week andy <laughs> drink up yeah it was fantastic um we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time talking about the debate yeah but that was 
it was a shit show that everyone's talking about. So, yeah. Uh, I, you know. The chefs at my work put it on in the in the back. So while while I was working, I would periodically go back there and have to run food out to my tables because um, I worked by myself last night. And uh, was it fast food? Because no. you had to run it out. No. Sorry. It was well, and that and sushi takes a minute to make. Um, That's why I always get mine at Seven Eleven because it's ready to go. Yeah, or like the grocery store. Like yeah, right as soon as you walk in next to the doors with the hot air from outside blowing in. It's safe, very safe. So good. Um, <laughs> the best of California rolls. Um, anyway, they had it on, and so I would catch snippets, but I didn't watch the whole thing. But I was lucky enough to have seen most of the all-star moments that people keep bringing up today. Yeah, and and things like that make me, when you don't have words or you can't come up with them yourself, it's nice that there are so many more creative people out in social media land that can summarize mm-hmm. and describe things. And so there are some very, um, very accurate um descriptions and it's interesting because you know this i guess this is a record this meaning this podcast is just sort of a record of our like mental state uh through this whole time so it'll be interesting kind of a time capsule kind of way um when you know we're far from these days like next year i hope to go back yeah i was saying that sarcastically right um to go back and see, you know, what what was I thinking about? What did we... Not? So it's interesting that, <clears throat> I guess, what history will treat as significant and relevant mm-hmm. um, and how we, we perceived it in the time that it was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just finished watching um, the There's a Challenger documentary about the Space Shuttle Challenger. Mm, not a Dodge Challenger. No. <laughs> no, <I know>. no. <laughs> Fascinating vehicle. <laughs> um, no. It uh so it's I think it's five parts. It's about the the tragic um incident, the the launch the failed launch. Mm-hmm. And made a mistake and it goes through you know the the astronauts, the people on board, including the the teacher, the woman who was selected to be the first teacher in outer space, and how mm-hmm. they were trying to, um, like start off this era of of accessible space travel. Like this is just going to become a uh, an everyday thing, and so we're going to put <laughs> ordinary, regular people on board. And that's fine. I mean, you know, she she went through the training. I mean, she did what she needed to do. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't because they had uh, a a quote unquote you know non astronaut or regular person right. up there that that there were serious flaws in in the design that they knew about that they covered up. But anyway, that was one of those things because they talk about uh, not just the backstory and what happened and what caused it, but also how people reacted to it, and and it was really interesting kind of brought me back to that time when like a lot like many other schools across the country they would 
they would broadcast their show the launches mm. like, to the kids. And so my schools never did that. Oh, really? Yeah. They would um, they would bring in, you know, the TV, the cart. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I heard about other classes getting to do it, but not never in mine. Um, it only they only did did a couple of times, but um, it, it wasn't that day. There was only anyway, my class didn't do that day. There was some others, but um, but I good thing. I would have been sad. Oh, yeah, it was it was almost as sad and tragic. Um, in terms of kids seeing stuff as when kids saw the 9-11 attacks. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I think we're all, we're clearly living through some, some shit right now. And so it's just one of those, you know, the kids of tomorrow are going to be asking me. Right. The kids of today. What do you remember? Oh, what do you remember about? The, what have I been calling it? The hellscape that we're yes. living through right now. Mm. <sighs> Good stuff. What are we drinking today? Did you already tell the viewers? Anna? Um, I don't know, Andy. Were you listening? Probably not. If I'm <laughs> no. asking, no. Uh, it's it's a margarita, but um. I don't know. It's no different from a regular margarita. I like to make them with like fresh agave and fresh squeezed lime. Mm -hmm. And um, we have a Blanco tequila today. Nothing special. Because I was, I it was on sale. I took to making uh, myself the thing we made last week. Yeah, the, like the trash can uh -huh. margarita. Yeah, with lemonade. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we got some fresh lime, and I used agave today. And then we like Andy found a like a low carb or no sugar margarita mix so we just splash that on top mm -hmm. uh it's it's tasty it's a little sweet for me but um yeah. i put it salt in it instead of around it because it's just so messy yeah um, but it tastes like a margarita i mean yeah in the, it's good it's like uh you know when you get one at a at um like a game or a theme park or something like that you know like that kind of it's it's good. What do you not agree with that? It tastes like um, not like the ones at the zoo. Like not quite as sweet as that. No, no, no. Yeah. They're not like Slurpees or right. slushies. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, um, I don't know. I, I don't think know I know what describe you mean. it. Anyway, it it tastes fine. It's good. I like the fresh lime in there. I'm the low carb agave that I tend to use in things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I put a little bit of orange bitters in there since I didn't use triple Zach. So I don't, I don't know if we've ever talked about this and we don't really get into drinks and this being a happy hour podcast with the bartender. Um, I mean, you talk about it a little bit, but yeah. so we, we bought a fairly inexpensive tequila mm -hmm. and Eleven dollars a bottle. Well, so what? What's your take on? I mean, you can talk about just tequila margaritas, but you know, there every place you go, there's top shelf margaritas where they use mm -hmm. the more expensive one. But just that, and also just in general, like when do you think it's worth it to pay that extra money to get that you know, that top shelf premium liquor? I mean, if you're, I have was always under the impression like if you're gonna order. Uh, whiskey and coke or something like that. Like you don't need. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, right. 
Three Kings it is. No, what's the one that they have um at the bar we like to go to? It's like like Kentucky Gentleman or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and then like so my bar as well is called Old Forester. Nice. Um or we have Rittenhouse Rye in the well also. But our wells are not like cheap wells. They're not like five, six bucks. They're like nine, nine dollars, eight dollars, you know. Fancy. But it's like hardly anyone orders that stuff. It's mostly just regulars that order that. And they get a discount. The regular discount. Fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, it's cool that they do that. Um but you know I think that just like a regular cocktail, like a vodka soda or something, like it doesn't matter what's in it. Or a margarita, for that matter, because you're just going to put stuff in it that over flavors or overpowers the flavor of the tequila. Um, but under zero circumstances, will I drink a Cuervo Gold? Actually, that's 100% untrue. I will do a shot of Cuervo Gold once a year in honor of my mom, because that was what she drank. And no other time. Like, I will never get a margarita with that or anything like that. But even then, I still kind of get a Top Shelf tequila if we're going to do a shot. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I have to be next to a trash can if I'm going to drink Cuervo Gold because most likely I will spit it right back out because mm. my body just does not like it like my throat just goes what the fuck is this Blah. it's like a bad kidney it's like I don't like puke it up or anything I just sorry that's so gross <laughs> no that's it's lovely. not like that it's just like it just doesn't sit it just comes right back out of my mouth it does not like my system does not like Cuervo Gold Jose Cuervo Gold my uh no offense Cuervo if you want to sponsor <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> meanwhile <laughs> <laughs> then we get here's a sued. word from our sponsor <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that there's no tequila like Cuervo yeah <laughs> Well, that, well, I'm sure it's pretty. You like, can't drink it fast enough. About, yeah, Cuervo, it's tequila. <laughs> oh man, it's like it's really hot in here, so I've got like my wheezy laugh going oh, today. Yeah, it's a it's a nice uh, hot and and uh, muggy. Yeah, the nice baby muggy October, almost October weather. That's winking. Gives me the horribles. <laughs> The baby's like panting over there. She's like, I'm sure you'll hear her soon enough oh, on the yeah. microphone. Well, let's uh, let's uh, pause and regroup and then uh, okay. get in some shit. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I I thought maybe mm-hmm. it might might be time for a gut date. Yes, it's been a while since we've done a gut date, and oh, there you've got. There's a You've few got some things. episodes to catch up on, yeah. Yeah. So, um, number one is R.I.P. French Fry. She's the guppy mom who had about 60 babies. Yes. And her legacy carried on. Yeah. So, we've got, I think, I want to say, like, there were 12, I think now 11. There's 11. Female guppies left. Yes. And then the three males plus the tetra and the other tank. And then, oh, dang it, I was on the way home. I went hiking with my friend today at a a lake. Um, we didn't manage to see any of the water because we went the wrong way. But um, of course we did because that's a thing that would happen with me. Um, 
(laughs) (laughs) I was going to go to the pet store on the way home and get a new fish for the boy tank. But I totally blanked on that. Once I got on the freeway, I was like, fuck it. Let's just go home. Yeah. And my mind did not take me there. Um, So recently after, so French Fry passed away a few weeks ago or a few episodes ago, and I meant to bring it up. And it's on my notes from that episode, whichever one that was, like a few ago. And I just forgot because I was so busy for a while. And now I'm down to one job. Yeah. Uh, My night job is the one that I held on to um, at the sushi place. And um, I forgot to bring up the guppies. So what else? So, I mean, you're, you're pretty involved in the tank maintenance. Yes, I'm the, I'm the, the. You're the proprietor of the keeper of the. You're the Willy. Um. <clears throat> what else? Is that his name, Willy from the Sim- Simpsons? Groundskeeper. Willie? Yeah, groundskeeper yeah. Willy. You're the groundskeeper. You're the tank keeper, Willy of the house. No, I'm more like um, the zookeeper. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So I guess there was another one of the dozen females left that. Andy found kind of bent herself in half. Well, fish do this weird thing. And I don't know if it's because they, I don't know. Uh, but sometimes when they expire, they. They flail or. They kind of, or maybe their neurological muscle things just kind of stop working. For, maybe it's like the opposite of rigor mortis or something. Oh, I don't yeah. Know. Where they kind of get floppy. Yeah. But then they just, uh, so, so anyway, they get really curve bent bodies. Yeah, so she ended up at like a 90 degree angle <laughs> for poor little fish it's dead not body. funny, but. No, but I mean, it was weird to see. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time that's happened in the tank, but, um, but also there's the zombie fish that we haven't discussed either. Yeah. So, so if you're familiar with tetras, you know, they kind of have, um. It's a guppy, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, with guppies, uh, they have like kind of fan-like tails. Mm-hmm. Billowy. Um, yeah, I think fan is Ma- how they describe it on the internet. Male guppies, uh, they're they're a lot more flowy and mm-hmm. they have more plumage, mm-hmm. um, as it were. But uh, the females, they have um, they have big fan-like tails. So we noticed that one of them. Had almost kind of like a hole. She had a hole in her tail. In tail. And that's not uncommon. When I had fish before, I had um, platies. Um, every once in a while, you'd see some with with some some little chunks sticking out of their tail. And that's just sometimes there's infighting or or some of the other fish nibble at them or I don't know. I mean, just cannibals. Weird shit happens. Um, Weird shit has definitely happened since all of them yeah, were born. Yeah, it's, so. it's like uh, what's that? What's that movie with the kids, with boys that have the, the like their own society? Cause they're stranded on the island. Lord of the Flies. Yes, there okay. we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's, okay, is, it I got called, you. <laughs> is it called like the Boys in the Wild or something like that? <laughs> you know the one. It should be. <laughs> it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Let me look it up on the internet. Yeah. I might get some other films. The, the Boys in the Wilds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. That's not what I was looking for. 
why do I have so many pop-ups now? But, um, anywho. <laughs> yeah, so she had a little hole in her tail. Yeah. And now there's like a big chunk missing from so, her tail, but she seems to be fine. Yeah, so so most of her tail is missing. It was just the top part. It's not, and it's not even the tail. It's like the last part of her, like the end of her body is yeah. kind of, it looks like it was amputated. And it's weird. The t- scar tissue kind of grew over it, but it. I don't. It was like I a can't piece tell. of her spine hanging out. I don't. Ca- yeah, I don't. <laughs> or like a little fish bone <laughs> yeah. or something. I mean, anyways, I've taken to calling her the zombie fish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really bizarre. I yeah, tell you, you know, it's if you're if you still got kids at home and you yeah. want to, um, want any guppies, a, you want a conversation. Yeah. No, she table. seems fine though. <laughs> She's swimming fine. Yeah, and everything. She comes right up when we go to the tank. Motility at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, she. Zips around, zooms boop, around. Boop, boop, boop. So, yep. Um. So that's a gut date. That's a gut date. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there's 11 females left and three males, <laughs> and one of the females presumably is a zombie. Hmm. And then there's one tetra named Pancake. He's a black and white striped disc-like mm-hmm. tetra, and his name is Pancake. At one time, he was the smallest smallest fish we had, and quickly he started getting bigger and bigger, and he then dwarfed all the other fish. Well, that's the other interesting thing from a from a science nerd perspective is just the genetic variability of it. And this is, you know, I I say it. I mean, I'm serious when I say it, but I, you know, I mean, it is a good learning experience because there we know who the parents were: it was mm-hmm. French fry and and. Uh, Busy, right? Yeah. Right. So we know it's definitely, you know, the the dad was red, like orange, 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 orange and red. white. Yeah. Uh, the mom is yellow, yellow. golden. Yeah. So that's why she was named French fry because she was golden. So of all the remaining guppies, there we thought she was a boy though. Yeah. Right. They're they're various. And then ah, the miracle. They're all various sizes now because so yeah. it's been it's been months, of course. Yeah. But there's some that are maybe. You know, just a little over an inch, all the way up until, you know, two and a half, three inches. Not maybe not quite three. Yeah, not two, quite two. Yeah, two, two ish. Two ish. They're but still then, pretty petite though. Like French fry definitely was bigger than all of her babies. Yeah, but yeah, now she that was, she's gone, maybe they have more room to grow or like become more alpha. Yeah, or something. I don't know. But Nature's weird, y'all. They also have some some color variation. Like some of them are mm-hmm. are gold, yellow, gold, like mom, and some of them have a little. Orangey. Orange, reddish, and then some of the from... boys have like a little pink stripe or like a coral yeah. kind of stripe. Coral, coral. Um, so they, I mean, that's... I mean, they're cool looking. They, I definitely can tell the difference between them now, but I will not be naming them, right? Because <laughs> I then I get attached and I get sad. And I'm like, oh, French fry, you know. I just there will be no more names. I mean, we don't plan on having kids, but if we ever do, we're not naming them either. No. Why would I? Unless by some weird miracle of science I gave birth tomorrow, uh, there will be no children. Um, what was the name of uh, I gotta knock Elon, on wood here. Elon Musk's, give, give him one of those names. Like, yeah, like the AX12 something, <laughs> yeah. angle of five, whatever the percent. yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> You know, it's it kind of so speaking of, 
I actually like like Grimes music. And so when her songs, that's the mother of Aunt, uh, Elon Musk's child. Uh, uh, when know. some of her songs come up now, it's hard like not to skip it. Like I like the music, but I, I want to skip it just because I just hate them. <laughs> Unless they want to sponsor the podcast, in which case right. they're great. <laughs> yes. Send us a Tesla. Yeah. Drive a Tesla, everybody. They're cars. Oh, that's perfect. Yep. I don't think he needs our help. No, probably. Unless not. it's like mental help. Because he's he's gone quite off the rails these days. Yeah, he's got that. I don't know what I can do. That unstable. Is he a genius? I guess so, right? Yeah. He, he invented that company or car. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure. If anyone knows, please, please let us know. We're Wonders. dying to know if if Elon Musk, maybe for our geniuses episode, our, our annual salute <laughs> to genii. <laughs> Is that going to be a thing? I don't know. Why be. not? Why not? We, there's no structure here. We've got... Uh, we've, we have we've, no plans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of roll the dice every week. What's your format? Yep. <laughs> exactly. Oh, happy International Podcasting Day. Is it? Yes. No way. Yeah, you waited till now I, to tell me? I waited till now. See, if, if we had a uh, if we had a format, um, <laughs> right. we probably would have covered that in, in <laughs> updates or, you know, what's news? Um, <laughs> yes. So we are celebrating in the best way possible today. Margaritas. I don't know, actually. And it's not podcasting. coming up on my app, but I think I saw an ad or something that said International Podcasting Day. Maybe it's not today. For the sake of the podcast, it is. Yes. Yeah. And if it's not, then then we and we alone declared it today, mm-hmm. September 30th. God, I can't. This month has gone by so fast. I know. I can't even. It's Translation Day, International Translation Day, Chewing Gum Day, Blasphemy Day. I got blasphemy covered every day. National Mud Pack Day. Mud Pack? National Love People Day. Mm. National Women's Health and Fitness Day. Oh, I went on a hike today with my fellow woman friend, Lauren. She hugged a tree. Like, literally, there was a tree that was round, and she hugged it. Like, it was what like... A, other kinds of trees are Well, there? I mean, it was just, like, <laughs> it was, like, perfectly arm-shaped, and she's like, we need to stop and um, hug this tree. It's good for our energy, and I hugged it, too. But there's no picture of me hugging it, so it never happened. I took a picture of Lauren hugging the tree. I'll see if, if it's okay with her if I post that. That would be fun. That would be fun. I no, I had a good walk with her and we had a lot of belly laughs. Um like I mentioned earlier, we like went the wrong way and ended up like walking like the desert part of the lake instead of the actual lake. Yeah. So if I do this hike again with her, which you know, we did three miles. Um, if I do this hike with her again, we'll try to get around the actual lake the, the next time. And you picked a great day for it, too, because it got up to, what, 97 today? It's so hot today. 
And then we went to the Cost Plus World Market afterwards and laughed at all the vintage Heinz products. The what? So Heinz, like baked beans, you know? Heinz. Yeah, okay. Heinz. They had an end cap. Cap or cab? End cap? End cap. Of all these like vintage Heinz products. I took a photo of it. I'll put it on the podcast page. What is Heinz 57 sauce? I, it has 57 ingredients, right? Is that what it is? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I just know. I know. Heinz, if you're listening, this is you can sponsor so, us. <laughs> <laughs> Heinz 57. There's all kinds of shit in there. Um, it's the only sauce. Thing, the only, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever had 57 sauce, but the first few pets, dogs that we got were were mixed breed dogs. Uh, because we got them from a pound or, you know, you know, my dad found one at work or something. I don't know. Uh, but he would always refer to mutts as Heinz 57s. Oh, that makes it cuter. Yeah. Cause they're just, you know, they're, they're whatever. There's a bunch of stuff my, in there. Is my, uh, vet in, uh, Austin, Corky, uh, Dr. Trillica used to say, he's like, that there's a dog. When I asked what kind of dog little Jocko was like, that there's a dog and I got a little bit of everything in there there was a cute um like Aussie shepherd type dog that we saw today like more tan than your Jocko but like he looked like your Jocko dog Siri what is Heinz 57 sauce did she tell you so steak sauce is unlike other steak sauces in that it has a dis- a distinctive dark orange yellow color and tastes more like ketchup spiced with mustard seed. Oh, so it's the the catchy musty mix. Yeah. That's all it is. Is the catchy musty. I don't know. Anyway. All right. It's like a Carolina gold steak sauce. Mm. I don't know what I'm talking about. What's your favorite condiment, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> it's sauce. Heinz 57 is a... I don't know how to pronounce that word. Synecdoche? Like that movie? Schenectady? Synecdoche. Oh, I don't know that. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the historical blah, 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 57 varieties. It has come to mean anything that is made from many parts or origins. Okay, so that was that my dad was correctly using a term from the zeitgeist to describe our our puppers. It is synecdoche. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Synecdoche. Why? Episode 30. Andy and Anna try to pronounce words. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, painfully fish for advertisers. <clears throat> the only consistency is that they consistently mispronounce things. <laughs> what? Where is that? Oh, the word that you always read. Oh, epitome. 
So I always read epitome as epitome, and then I have to like go back and be like, no, it's epitome. Yeah. Yeah. Because I my brain can be sometimes very literal. When I reading. switch epitome and epiphany mm. in my brain in terms of like what they mean. Like I, I just had an like... I just had an epitome. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I think I straighten it out. It's one of those things that you straighten out in your head before, but, you know, if you had. Like, your brain works so fast. Like, pew, pew, pew. Mm -hmm. So. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so, uh. Like lasers. So, <laughs> so what, uh, we, we do have an interesting topic that we came across that we thought we would, um. Here, what helps by talk into the microphone, right? Because I'm sure. trailing off. Um, so we try to come up with at least something every week that we think is interesting Some or kind of yeah, like off the beaten actual path topic. Weird. So so it's not just like pure chaos. I was I was trying to I don't know maybe take a mental break from the pandemic <laughs> disease that is all around us right now and. Uh, trying to think of other things that scare the crap out of me medically. No, just kidding. Um, but yeah, how did you think of that? Oh, it's because of, yes, I remember. We were watching something. Mm -hmm. It's like drunk history. And they were talking about, I think they were talking about Florence Nightingale, right? Um, It was that Martha. That Martha woman. Yes, that Martha woman. Martha Mitchell. Martha Mitchell. The March Martha Mitchell effect. Because, oh, that's right. Yeah, the the Martha Mitchell effect refers to the process by which a psychiatrist, psychologist, mental health clinician, or other medical professional labels a patient's accurate perception of real events as delusional, resulting in misdiagnosis. So basically, like the ultimate of gaslighting. Mm -hmm. Bitch, yeah. you crazy? No, she's not. She's not crazy. So, um. That got me thinking of other things related to that, like, you know, or I just thought of like the Florence Nightingale effect mm -hmm. when people fall in love with their medical care caregivers. Mm -hmm. um, There's the Patty Hearst effect, which is. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what it's called. It's that's Stockholm syndrome. Right. Mm -hmm. And and then, yeah, so that one came up too. And so uh, I thought it would, it would be fun and interesting to kind of look up some of these odd um, medical mm -hmm. or neurological conditions or things we didn't want to get too into, uh, like psychological disorders because, mm -hmm. you know, we we don't need to stigmatize mm -hmm. uh, mental health and I, issues anymore. And I, like, in usual. no way wanted to sound ableist, hopefully. Right. Um, because I try to be as understanding to these things as possible but there was uh, some really weird stuff that came up and and one of which was is actually something that is related to something Anna's mentioned before um on the podcast about uh, an odd allergy so I don't know if you want to mm. set that up well okay so this was probably a couple months ago it was when I had first kind of gone back to work um i want to say like late june early july and that girl had told us she was allergic to water she couldn't drink water 
so she needed a club soda. Right, and so, you know, I'm sure there was the, she became the subject of a lot of ridicule. A lot of ridicule. Yeah. No, but like customers will do that. They'll be like, I am allergic to gluten. What can I have? Mm. And then you tell them like, what's gluten free? And they're like, okay, I'll take a blue moon. Like that's wait, that's made with wheat. <laughs> It'll be fine. Or mm. like, you know, hardcore vegans that then want Parmesan or something, you know, mm. and it happens all the time. Or masks. <laughs> yeah. I'm allergic to masks. Oh, which happened at my work the other night. Oh god! And I told he, I told the man he was being difficult, and he left. Good. Stormed out. Actually, I called my boss about it the next morning and let her know. Hey, BT Dubs, this whole thing happened. That's why I had to void that order. So it turns out that an allergy to water is an actual documented medical condition. Um, it is called. It's an extremely rare skin disorder called aquagenic urticaria. And so uh, I found um, a description of <clears throat> this case from a 19-year-old a girl uh, from Australia who learned that she was allergic to water of any temperature. It's something that she, she's 19 and she, I guess, the it onset at the age of 14. Uh, so what happens is when she gets wet, including from her own sweat, um, any, anything water, anything Holy water, shit. she gets, um, it says her body explodes in sore, itchy red lumps that take about two hours to ease. Um, so when she showers or anything, it's a painful experience and can only be done for about a minute at a time. Um, so that's pretty much the only contact she has with water. Um, but what's kind of interesting and a little messed up is that she wasn't born with it. It's not something that she's had her entire life. She got, um, I think it says that she got tonsillitis, um, for this. And which, by the way, there's no treatment or cure to this. Um. Yes, Living she had an acute case of tonsillitis, and she was prescribed a heavy dose of penicillin uh, that got rid of tonsillitis. But she uh, she noticed that suddenly she started getting a rash after she showered or or went swimming. Um, because she used to swim regularly and spend a lot How of time do you at the figure beach. Figure that out. Oh, must be allergic to water. Like that would take forever. To sort out. She said it got, yeah, progressively worse. And then, um, evidently, the penicillin altered the histamine levels in her body uh, and caused this condition to occur. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty positive because she said, you know, I, uh, I cried for a few hours. I was in disbelief, but I soon realized how serious it was. Cried for a few hours and picked myself up, kept going. I realized it was something I had to live with, she says. Uh, so she found ways to avoid water. She stopped doing sports and anything that made her sweat. Um, she's always in air-conditioned places, has an umbrella in her car. Wow. Her family and boyfriend of three years are very supportive, uh, but her <laughs> says her condition makes intimate moments with 
her Adam a little difficult. We have to sleep with a sheet between us at night, and I can't go near him if he's sweaty. Jeez. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty much about about it because it's so rare. There's not a lot of information. Um, they're not really even sure how many cases there are in the world, and and of course they don't understand like what what really triggers it. That's just all they been able to find out. So, uh, in a nutshell, basically, you can be allergic to water. I used to joke um, when I got tested for allergies um, that I was allergic to basically the entire planet because everything that they tested me for, I was allergic to. Uh, but did it turn out to be like the needle or something? No, no, I'm actually allergic to all those things. So what they what they did is they have this. They get your arms and they have this thing. It's like a looks like a board with mm -hmm. little spikies on the end of it. And there's five of them. They did three rows on each arm. And so they're inoculated with different like one's got pollen. One's got, mm -hmm. you know, oak. One has whatever. And so they they put all these into your skin. And then you basically have to wait to see if you get a reaction. And then that tells you you know, what you're allergic to. So they they did that and they're like, okay, you can't move, you can't scratch, do anything for 15 minutes. And then you're like in agony. And yeah, in like 10 to 15 seconds, these welts just started forming on both my arms. <laughs> yeah, awful. I mean, you get pretty, pretty rough allergies like in the spring and summertime. And this year was especially, speaking of saying things wrong, I almost said especially. No, well, at least just do it consistently. Consistently. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this year was especially heinous for you because um, we're in COVID times and you're trying not to seem sick around anyone. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, thankfully it's just been us mostly well, I've been at the getting, house. The past few days I've been getting the sneezies. Um, it's probably the I weather. get them in the morning. Yeah, I get them in the morning, and then well, usually that, at night. I across the street, they're putting in like that whole patio with all the plants and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure they're kicking up. I know for sure they kicked up a ton of dirt because, uh, I was walking through it every day on the way to day job, which I have now quit. Thankfully, the only two things that I didn't get a welt on my skin were dog and cat dander. Oh yeah, but every other plant. But I, but the point of me bringing that up is that you know I would joke and say I'm allergic to the planet, but I'm not allergic to water and it's like yet it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> I Give wake time, up tomorrow. Eddie. Guess what? No nah, yeah. oh, shit. Uh oh. No. Hold on, guys. Sorry. That's gonna be our new transition, our segment transition <laughs> yeah. sound. Welcome back. We're back. New drinks. New drinkies. It's so just tequila and that like low carb margarita mix that mm -hmm. Andy found. Good. That's a trick. Trick is being done. I mean, this podcast brought always... to you by alcohol. Everyone, <laughs> alcohol. It's always nice to have fresh squeeze line. Yeah, I like that too. But um, you know, um. I mean, we still have three gigantic limes we could have used, but um, the bar in uh, in El Paso, the 
I go to. Oh, I was like, which one? Um, yeah, I know, I know which one. They would during the summer. They would they started doing uh, like a margarita shake off. Mm. So they get you know reps from from other bars in town, um, and they would you know like a margarita contest. So they would make their signature margarita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, people. Like it, like any other festival, you pay then you go to taste them, and then they vote on the winner or whatever. Um, but they had to recuse themselves from participating because they they won their first year. Oh, and, and so people were it. saying, "Oh, it was fixed." Yeah, because it was just their like you know their house their, margarita. their house margarita that they made in like a batch. Oh they yeah, this, that's funny. Like one of those like globe, those yeah big plastic ball. <laughs> it was just. You know, their batch margarita in it, and it won. I mean, who got the votes? And, you know, it was, this was at least in El Paso before like, the craft bar mm-hmm. craze kind of hit. So there weren't too many on ball ones. They're they pretty much all straightforward. And I don't know if they still do it, but, um, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think you have to get too fancy with margarita. At my last job, there were just so many of us and so many different events and like venues that we couldn't sync up and have like just a margarita recipe. So like we would have to like basically a guest would have to come back to the person they liked the margarita from because it was Mm. not going to be consistent. So like, you know, um, there was like there this guy, Jared, and I kind of made ours the same. And people really liked ours. So I'd be like, yeah, just go to me or that guy over there, you know, but like anyone else is going to make it differently. Like a lot of the bartenders would put sweet lime juice in it, that roses. Well, yeah. But ours was like the cheaper brand, like the, what I forget, finest call lime juice. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I did not like that in a margarita. I just, it's too sweet. Um, but I would do just like a teensy tiny splash of orange juice on mm. top of mine. And I thought that was delicious. But anyway, you, you could not get the same margarita twice there because there were just too many bartenders. That makes it interesting. At any given day. Yeah, I guess. Roll the dice on whether it's going to be edible or not. Drinkable. What's the drink word for edible? Potable? Potable? Oh, I like that. Potion potables. Means drinkable. Jeopardy. Potable water. Yeah. Potent potables for 200. Mm -hmm. S words. Swords. (laughs) I'll take shorts. Yeah. (laughs) You drink water out of one of these. Bing! A leather leather glove. A leather glove. (laughs) (laughs) Those are so great. Like, still to this day, so funny. Uh, Gotta love Alex Trebek. What a sport. Oh, he's... He's, he's doing better. He's battling through some stuff, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's a champ, but it's... uh, What is it? Stage four pancreatic cancer that he has? He's doing better, though. Mm-hmm. And he's actually spoken out and said, like, yeah, I'm doing better because privilege or something yeah. like that, you know? Uh, anyway, let's not get into all that. Um, So, since we were talking about, like, syndromes yeah. or effects or whatever i found one particularly interesting so this is an actual medical or 
Yes, it's okay. very rare, but um, I have two examples of it. Oh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> it's this thing called foreign accent syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically like, um, despite the fact that you've never even heard of or been to certain countries, you can wake up with an accent from there if you're suffering from foreign accent syndrome. Um, there is a well-known case of this. Uh, that took place in 1941 when, and note the year, because this is very important. Uh, there's a Norwegian woman. Did something happen in the 40s? <laughs> uh, it affected the world? Really? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, probably something that's going to be happening next year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, there's a Norwegian woman. She was totally ostracized in her town after she was injured during an air raid and began talking with a strong German accent. Uh-huh. Germans didn't do anything bad during the 40s. <laughs> oh, bless. Um, <laughs> so, so like, there, the syndrome was regarded as a psychological disorder, but it's now thought to be more of a neurological disorder. So, wow. um, due to, like, whatever accident happened when, when the air raid happened, it um, caused either, like, a stroke or a brain injury in her, which gave her damage in the part of the brain associated with speech. So the idea kind of is whether you've heard of that or not, or even ever heard of a German accent, it might sound like a German accent because your speech pathology is affected. Not that it's necessarily a German accent per se, but because of the way you form your speech being changed by that accident in your brain. Oh, I see. Right. So like she wasn't doing a german accent she was affected by like the way she was speaking so it sounded like a german accent that's really interesting because uh, i'm sure um we have many academics who listen to our podcast we do actually that's the funny part yeah i know so we got some smart friends you guys any of you linguists and uh Possible speech pathologists. Well, yeah, TJ speaks what six languages? He's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Woo, TJ. Shout out, TJ. Shout out. Um, no, but that's really interesting because you know, language is is learned, um, and then especially when you get into the whole dialects and versus accents, which is something I still mess up too. Like I don't, I don't. I improperly label one or the other mm. in some things, but like, oh, you're from Australia, and they're like, I'm South African, or I don't, I can't do accents. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like, oh, for for you, like you would never know if I had that. On, on that <laughs> I just, you just do you just do random accents. <laughs> no, okay, like, so I love what's for breakfast, isn't it? <laughs> Don't let it open bakey. Yeah, oh, God. Hey, what's up, bird? We'll probably be apple juice. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm really funny. This one's not going to be funny to you, listeners, because you weren't there, but that was some funny <laughs> shit that I said one time when I was doing like a joke impression of our friend's kids from England. Because they're like, he's he's from from here, here, but like their kids have like the cutest little Cockney accents and it's, I love it. But, um, I was (laughs) joking around and 
that's not what they sound like at all. They sound very proper. So, but I more anyways. like the like the Queen's English. Um, I don't know. You met Victoria. They're mom. They're a bit They're more mom. proper. Uh, anyway, so it says not like soccer hooligan. Too <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's more of like Aussie. Yeah? I think they both say it. Yeah, too right. Yeah, well, because the criminals, right, populate, so that makes sense. I don't know. Mm. Um. Anyway. So anyway, so just to <laughs> sum up, the the mystery is how people talk with an accent they've never been exposed to. Though recently, scientists have come up with the possibility that the foreignness of a sufferer's accent might simply be due to the listener struggling to interpret the change in the sufferer's speech patterns. So so that's kind of what I was saying. Like, th- this may be due to the fact that the person hearing it might not recognize the difference in their speech and then associate it with an accent that mm. they are familiar with. So it's like a perception. Right. So like, so. oh, you, you talk differently now, so therefore it's a German accent even though it may not necessarily be a German accent. It's just... Yeah, and I guess that makes sense because if there's certain sounds or, um, you know, like letter combinations or clusters that exist in some languages over others, like mm-hmm. um, like in, like Spanish, for example, you know, you don't, you have... Uh, like the rolled R, that's like very J, unique to like Spanish. You, yeah, the J or, is yeah, often the J. silent, or when you, but you can try to say it, in English, it's they use the Y, you know. So mm-hmm. you hear a Spanish accent, quote unquote, and they try to say like, you know, I just, I just went to saw Jeepers Creepers, mm. you know. It's the or like th- that because that doesn't exist. So like last night when if I someone asked, was unable to, I asked my coworkers if they'd ever been to Chala's Lake, <laughs> and they laughed and they're like, "You mean Choya's Lake?" Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. And well, I mean, I know how to say like La Jolla, but but that's also like an interesting, um, like cultural geography thing because California has a lot, has tons of Spanish named things, but modern people, if you go to L.A., no one pronounces it in the Spanish. I mean, mm. La Cienega. I mean, what you gotta do is gotta take the Cienega. <laughs> To ten. What is so? What is it if it's not La Cienega? La Cienega. Oh, okay. So I mean, that one's pretty. Yeah, that one's all right. But uh, so an example would be like in Austin, there were some certain things, but people, uh, the the main drag by the university is Guadalupe, Mm. and. So a a Spanish oh yeah that's the street be, that the Barbie like G was on. has you know like guacamole like guacamole so it would be mm-hmm. like Guadalupe would be closer and then, I'm sorry my my pronunciation is not near where it should be but it sounded great to me a lay person but um everyone around there conventionally says Guadalupe oh really yep interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that, okay, so that also made me think of, what? No, it's gone. It's gone. Well, we have, you know, like, we have a lot of tourists here and stuff, and people will ask how to get to, like, La Jolla and stuff, like La Jolla, mm-hmm. or um, 
then there are some that are more they are pronounced phonetically like Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But it could be like Well, but but I mean there is some slight the difference because it's like, Los Angeles. Right. I, I didn't want to butcher Angeles. it, so I like No no you do no, it. but uh like Rancho Bernardo. Right. Rancho Bernardo. I mean there's yeah. a little bit little bit more flavor. Right. But um Guacamole. I don't. I don't like guac. I hate when people say guac. Guac. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. But that made me think of that. Uh. So yeah. Anyway, that's super interesting to me. The idea well, that like I could have some kind of brain injury and wake up with a French accent, and I would love this. You see, because <laughs> because I can't do one. Because I currently cannot do this. Would it it be- sounds terrible. <laughs> It's horrible. And I, no, and it's, I mean, like, I did some, like, dialect coaching in high school, like, or learning from dialect coaches in high school from, like, the plays that I was in. We had, like, an English dialect coaching tape thing that we listened to to sound more accurate. Mm -hmm. And um, my accent was still not great. For some reason, when I'm like a little buzzed, my Scottish accent sounds good. But then there's there's your alter ego when you're a bit buzzed. Well, my all of my I think I do great accents when I'm drunk. <laughs> they probably don't. I I feel like well, I I met your alter ego not on our first day of meeting, but like the next day. Oh, Mister. Seems like you might have run into. Andy Weber. Andy Weber. Yeah. Andy Weber. Good bloke. Yeah. Down what, under. What does he like to eat? Oh. From um, Hungry Jacks. Too right. Oh, it's right because they don't have Burger King down under. They've uh, got Hungry Jacks. Uh-huh. And so you order Hungry Jack and make great burger with fried egg and a beetroot. <laughs> uh, if you didn't get that, that's fried egg and a beetroot on it. Yeah, no, Andy Weber's fun. There was that night, like, there were a few of us all doing accents, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, could you all just shut the fuck up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there was this girl who, like, what, had the, she had such a, country... a good Australian accent mm-hmm. that I thought she was Australian, and then we all did accents for the rest of the night. Like, mm-hmm. Dustin was Irish, and I was yeah. Scottish, and you were Australian. Dustin's Irish was pretty good. It was good. Yeah. And my Scottish was, like, on point. Yeah. I remember you guys both saying that. I couldn't do it right now on the spot. No. But like at that time. And I did a good French one earlier when we were kind of spitballing what to do today. I think that's the more of the, um, you know, the angry French artist uh, accent. I think he would be more like um, the socialite. Like uh, like the Marianne Cotillard. Cotillard yeah. or, or uh, like Zach someone... Galifianakis's wife in Basket. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like anyone from like the you know, like the belly pock era. You're not the clown. I am a clown. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, that whole. <laughs> you're not the clown. Oh, Dottie. She just rolled over and was like, <sighs> "You guys need to shut up." Yeah. You never record me. <laughs> she never records a Pomeranian. <laughs> she would be like Hungarian, right? Like the Ottoman Empire yeah. is like when the when the Pomeranians were oh, yeah. I, 
I looked them up when I first got her because I didn't know anything she about palms before I had Pomerania. my baby. Yeah, it was like, oh, there's a very loud plane. Oh, it's not a plane. It's a... Uh, it's a chopper! Oh, God. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect segue, actually, to your Austrian. We have to get to it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like uh, pushing things away yeah. off the table. <laughs> get to the chopper! Episode 30 is nine and a half hours, and... <laughs> Like the first 50 minutes is fine, but then they just start doing weird, <laughs> terrible accents. Weird accents. They're like just awful. It's like really offensive, actually. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not Michael Scotting it here. No. Like that. <laughs> no. Um, so anyway, that's pretty much like the end of what I had on any of that. There's a, an Irish woman who had never been to France or left Ireland for that matter in her life. But after she suffered a stroke, she got a French accent and I'm kind of jealous. Well, I w it, it's rare, right? It's super rare. But uh, that, because we if, had never heard of it. Well, yeah. And I wonder if also you hear. So. Two things. One. Um, in many. Um, like evangelical Christian that's like one of the one of the signs of being filled with Holy Spirit is that oh, you start speaking, speaking in tongues, tongues mm -hmm. uh, which is is you speak in some dialect or language, some you know Aramaic or who knows. It's I went to a church like that when mm -hmm. I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. So did Sorry. I. And I Rather I was <clears throat> dragged to a church like that when I was a kid. It didn't seem like it was a not by my parents um, language. But anyway, that and then also. On the on the sort of same side of the coin, but maybe the other the other side of that side of the coin is uh, when they would try to prove cases for demonic possession. Oh, it would be, yeah. Um, knowing a language that that person possibly couldn't know. That's interesting. But that's knowing a language. It's not right speaking with a dialect. Right, a perceived dialect. Too, right, not like I mean that. German accent may not have been a German accent, but just a differing way of speaking. That she right. Had. And then just it's regional dialect. I mean, like if I woke up tomorrow morning and I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And uh -huh. it's like, oh, my God, he's possessed. <laughs> he's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> he's Matthew McConaughey. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, And the man. Catholic Church is like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, We're sending get, a young priest you and You got to get that thing there. out of him. <laughs> we'll send the El Camino or the Lincoln Lincoln Continental. Yeah. That's right. It's got to be a Lincoln. Yeah. I said El Camino because Why? I was dazed and confused. But What are you doing, Lincoln? <laughs> Some, I, I read on the internet, like, somebody had said, like, I had all the respect for Matthew McConaughey in the world until those Lincoln commercials. That might have been a coworker of mine that said that. I don't know. I, all I know is I heard that recently. Oh, no, I don't. I, mean, I don't fault a guy for getting his sponsorship money. Right. I don't let people sponsor you. He's not doing anything. Agreed. It's kind of just it's like one of those things where someone probably got a ride from him <laughs> and just recorded it. And these are just things that, that he does. This is just what he talks about. And they're like, oh, my God, oh my God. that's 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 a commercial. That's, that's it. It's a whole thing. Yeah. 
because like the head of marketing for Lincoln was like getting a ride with Matthew, a ride yeah, share, like a ride, like to, an Uber pool to with the pitch Matthew meeting. Like it's like some big deadline, and like, well, you gotta have something, or you're all you're all out of here, you're all fired. And <clears> so he just took it out. He's like, oh, put it in there, job saved, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's career down the tubes. Road, so many roads. Well, that was like right before he accepted that job at your alma mater. Yeah, that's right. Some kind of teacher, right? Professor of um... dialects, hopefully. <laughs> 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 Professor of of uh, cool studies or something like that. What was it? It wasn't acting. It was like he was like a. His history or something like that. No, it was something like cultural, cultural studies or something. I don't know something. I remember being like, "That's fucking cool." Like mm-hmm. you know, you can change career paths like that if you're a rich white dude. Yeah, with poor hygiene and. Did I say that? Let's <laughs> <laughs> Well, questionable hygiene practices. And, yeah. Uh, if you don't. No, he like yeah, teaches like, like bongo beating 101. Yeah. <laughs> Stone bongo beating 101. That's called like I'm just stereotyping him now yeah. based on like silly little things that have come up in the media. Interpersonal. Matthew McConaughey, if you're listening, connection. you can sponsor this podcast. Yes. You too. <laughs> and Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, he's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that movie you like. <laughs> Him and that other one. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Sure. <laughs> well, that, that movie being Failure to Launch, we could... um How appropriate. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, you know, if they want to do like a like a reboot or something, we could advertise for that. Yeah. Oh, reboots, right? Oh, the yeah. The Craft trailer came yes. out this week. Yeah, let's talk about that. For The Craft, the witch movie that I love. Um... If you're not familiar with the original The Craft, it was a... Then you don't listen to this podcast. Mid, yeah, mid, mid-90s. mid no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, like 94, 95-ish. About Something a, like that. Um, <clears throat> a coven of uh, teenage witches mm-hmm. starring... Which, um, I mean, you know, if we're... we're gonna... Nev Campbell. Yes. Robin Tunney. Robin Tunney Ferruzabalk. is Sarah Ferruzabalk. And, and then... Um, Oh, Rachel. Rachel True. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. I am very familiar with that. 96. Because, um, because you were a 20-year-old male when it came out. I was a college age. I was an adult voting male mm-hmm. uh, that watched this movie a lot. Yeah, and I was voting age. Um, like 14. So that movie. Oh, that was right in your... It, they the made that yard. movie for yeah. me. Yeah. We are the weirdos, <laughs> mister. Hell yes. <laughs> I thought that about me until you did. Yeah. No, but I mean, I was cool girl. I was like into witch shit and I still am. Um, I'm not in like a practicing coven or anything, but I'm taking applications if anyone's listening. Let me know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was. Uh, we're that not was, trying to ostracize everyone here. That was. I do carry my crystals. That was in my not purse. a reassuring laugh. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, okay. So anyway, the craft, uh, not a reboot, more of a sequel, I suppose. Yeah, it's a, 
it I think they mention Feruzabalk's character. Right, there's a but, Polaroid picture of her that someone holds up new, in the trailer. It's a new coven, you know. It's a right, like, you know. And again, the the use of the word coven is a little bit mm, because there's only four of them, and a coven is thirteen, really. But um, I guess a coven is whatever size you want it to be, up to thirteen members. We'll say that that makes it a little more accurate. But anyway, four girls. Uh, the trailer looked good ish it had a little bit too much like frou-frou magic in it for me like Mm. sparkly makeup and all that like that (laughs) euphoria type of makeup which i like but the magic was more frou-frou glitter tra-la-la and in the original one it was more implied and like psychological and edgier which i thought was i mean it was very 1996 right like Mm-hmm. They're at one with nature, which um, I said earlier before we started recording. I was like, I'm at one with nature today because I went on a hike. Well, it's a lot more grungy pop because yeah. that was, I mean, the soundtrack. I mean, that's we would. That soundtrack was, on, was great. That was on constant, consistent rotation <laughs> at the uh, music land where I worked. Mm-hmm. Um, Featuring well, many songs, Records. but the the re the cover of uh, uh, "How Soon Is Now." Yes, which is I think that's the opening. Oh, no, wow. yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I I saw something on the uh, on the onlines today um, that someone said they weren't too sure about it, but they're like, "Why didn't you just do a continuation of?" Like the story of where they are now. Like we want to know what happened to Nev Campbell, Rachel True, Faruza Balk, and, and yeah. Robin Tunney. Yeah, like that. What became of them? Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that gets mentioned. Hopefully, hopefully, either either they do somewhat significantly or they don't. I hate when they have like a a campy BS cameo in there. Well, and I brought up. The example of like the worst reboot of all time, which was like Gem and the Holograms. (laughs) (laughs) And you laughed much as like you are doing now. Um, No, I mean that like a few years ago, they did that like whole online scam thing where they're like audition for our movie on YouTube. And like a million hipster girls were like, me, 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 me. I want to be Gem. Um, But but the truth was they were never looking for a nobody. They already had it cast. They just wanted the notoriety or like the attention. Um, And it was, it was all a marketing ploy, mm-hmm. which um, I, I kind of thought that might happen with this movie. Yeah. But now that I've seen the trailer, I see that they've actually made the damn movie. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to see that. Well, yeah, I think it premieres this, this month. Uh, on or, Halloween. I'm sorry, October. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. and so it's going to be one of those. <clears throat> well, if in if you're in an area that is still um, or that is able to have movie theaters open, I guess it'll be there. But I'm going to go see it at the drive-in, probably. Yeah. Otherwise, you can spend twenty dollars to rent it at home. Yeah, to stream at home. But like for yeah, no, I'd rather go to the drive-in. That would be so fun. We could bring some wine and some brie cheese and, you know, all the keto snacks. 
Or we can just say fucking meat popcorn, but. Yeah. You can play light as a feather, stiff as a board in the parking space. I always thought it the other way around. Stiff as a board, light as a feather? Light as a board, stiff as a feather. No. <laughs> Probably why nothing ever worked out for me. <laughs> light as a feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> um. Oh, speaking of things that you chant, uh, Bloody Mary has come up yet again. But this time in the form of the name Ashley. Bloody Ashley? No, not Bloody Ashley, just Ashley. Uh, my coworker last night told me that if we say Ashley three times in the building, that the little girl ghost will appear. Oh, at your work. At my not work. Not just in any building. Right. So I did it and nothing fucking happened. So You did it? I did it. Well, I so I made like a joke about it and I was like, what do you mean if I say Ashley three times? And no, I, I like crazy. said it in like five sentences. Uh, maybe it's because I said it too many times. No, and I was like, anyways, I was like, good night, Ashley. And nothing happened. So. Not doing Bloody Mary. Because I believe wholeheartedly in that one. But there's no Ashley. All right. Uh, well, maybe on, so maybe on Halloween. Preview of next week's episode, the demonic possession episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> There is no Anna, only <laughs> Ashley. Again. I'm just like, where's my pumpkin spice latte? <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm possessed by like a basic girl. <laughs> I'm like, are those Uggs? Yeah. Mm, don't you? scuff my Uggs. <laughs> Like, somehow, like, Ashley got a hold of my credit card and, like, bought some, like, Uggs on Amazon Prime with the bows on the back. Nice. That's totally So, it's going to be the adventures of Ashley and, and whatever terrible accent I permanently have. Mm-hmm. Indy Weba and Ashley. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> Love oh, it. Oh, God. Uh well I think uh I think that um I think that's good for this to, week yeah to put a bow um, on this and and commence with uh, dinner and yeah. more drinks um, thank you all again for joining us on another fun episode build episode 30. episode thirty oh uh 30, before we 30. go do you have any shout outs um I just wanted to say happy birthday to our good friends Nadia and Jeremiah both yes. of whom have been friends of the podcast yes their birthdays are this week coming you up have heard their voices if you've listened to any yeah any of the other episodes well not if you've listened to the episodes that they're <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. i think um jeremiah everyone should know by now <laughs> because yeah. he's in many of them but nadia was in the episode with her husband dominic um happy birthday to you both we miss you we love you yes can't wait to see you again Hope someday to see you soon uh, once the it's maybe safe. I'll get up the courage to get one of those biohazard suits on and <laughs> run in for like five minutes and yeah, wish Jeremiah a happy birthday. Fifteen feet away and then um run. yeah oh anyways the three B's the usual sign off be safe be safe be smart be sanitary be sanitary. <laughs>